0: Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Jay. What's up, gentlemen?
2: Hello, hello. Hey, it's uh, it's Monday again. Which it means is. which means it's uh, recording scoundrels night so, and uh, I remember it this time. You did. We did not have to wait for you <laughs> for an hour tonight. I'm I'm all about it. I uh, one of my pet peeves in life is promptness. Oh, yeah, and that it. sort of thing bothers bothers the crap out of me. So. Well,
0: I guess we all get one, right, Mike? Do I get one at least? That was my one. Sure.
2: We'll call it your one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: Well I just got off a a bus uh, not really um, it was an airplane but from what I saw you from... just
0: got from under a bus <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so technically I did kill that bus uh, but yes I still lost the game in question that you're talking about which we'll get to um, <laughs> I did I just got back from Lone Star open where there were I think 16 aA5s represented is the correct number oh my um I faced six of them myself. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, so I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but, but did you play a game that did not include a, a bus? And I did, and just I did to be not.
1: just to be clear, you were playing droids. Uh, yes. I um. Yeah. All I played four games. Um, all four of said games had at least uh one A five in them. So. Um. Huh.
0: I'm looking forward to hearing all about it.
1: Yeah, I can watch. I am too
2: because I'm excited for people to complain about something that's not Rex.
1: Yeah. (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) Yes, I will be complaining about something that is not Rex. All right. Um, But uh, before we do that, let's hit some housekeeping. Housekeeping. All right. So,
0: as you guys know, there's two things we've been talking about for the last few weeks. The first, of course, as always, is our Patreon. Uh, again, we do an After Dark podcast, generally me and Mike, and we just, we talk a little crap, we go a little deep into list building, We Give you behind the scenes, um, and that's what we give you on the Patreon, and as that, uh, as well as some other rewards for just supporting us and helping us keep the podcast and the blog and all that stuff going. That's where that's where the money from the Patreon goes, um, and uh, you know, so there's that. So join us on Patreon at any dollar level; you'll get the podcast, um, and it's audio only. A lot of people have been asking me before they join Patreon lately. Um, what, what, what was the podcast? Was it video? Was it audio? So it's audio only. So for those of you that wanna listen at work, you know you can do that and it's completely cool. And then the next thing uh, is our, our big thing, right? Is Stormtide, the, uh, the Legion narrative that we're doing, unofficial Legion narrative that we're doing. That's just our thing. Um, the big news with that is if you want your box, your subscription box, if you're gonna get the monthly, if you've been considering it, if you wanna get it in August, you have to order by this Saturday, the 31st. Um, that is so that we can compile all those orders and, and make sure we have the right quantities of everything so that we can get them out the door. If you miss that deadline, even by one day, and I'm so sorry, but if you, if you order August 1st, you, you're not getting yours till September. That's just how it has to work and and how our system works and how uh, production and everything is working over here. So if you are into Stormtide, um, if you haven't decided and you have some time this week, we put out a free mission. Go check that out, download it, check it out, see how it plays and then make a decision. And, And, you know, that's that's what I have to say about that. And I am really jacked, if you guys can't tell, I'm really energetic right now. We've been working on Stormtide all day today, like packing and getting it ready and and, and prepping everything. And so like, that's it's, it's great. And uh, I'm really excited to get it in your guys' hands. Like Mike and I have been working feverishly for months on this, and uh, it's nice to see at least box one of the final product uh ready you know in my hands and and putting it together and getting it getting it set so i'm i'm really excited about that
2: yeah i'm excited too um it so a a couple things that i wanted to reiterate uh first if you don't order it this month it's not a huge deal you can still start it in yeah in a later month and and continue it's like it's not the end of the world just to be clear um Second of all, um, the free missions, all of the free missions, um, will and we haven't like publicized this a ton. They're meant to be replayable, yep. um, so you can play them as many times as you want. We don't talk about that a ton, um, but you know if it, they're great, they're they're geared for something that you you can do on like a local store night where you know, a lot of people had been asking for, Hey, we've got like eight buddies. They're all playing storm tide. How can we get together and do something cool? Um, these free missions are what those are geared for. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, um, take that into effect. We've got a lot of great feedback on the first mission. Um, I think, uh, people are like, Oh man, uh, observe is part of a, uh, um, how you win the game is really good for separatists and i'm like yeah it is it's almost like that was intentional yeah um
0: <laughs> my favorite thing that we did was the the uh blowing up terrain that's my favorite part of that whole mission like i love it i've, I've been wanting that since we've started playing legion so yeah. i'm glad that we're the ones that get to institute it so, so. Th-
2: the nice thing about uh, this free mission is it's really there to set the stage and kind of Um, hopefully narratively kind of uh, make the two teams a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's, you know, one team is going to end up winning uh, the other team. uh, You know, if hopefully if they didn't win, they will have saved more people. We'll Hmm. see, (laughs) Um, you know, I
0: I would like to, I have, I have a little little something on that front. So this has been moving all day. Yeah, Yeah. I'll say. So at one point today it was 50, 50, and i was like well that's interesting and now it's gone to 51 51% one way back to hurricane as the winner so uh, so i'm like oh my gosh <sighs> cuz like, like it's just been all over and then finally the nice thing is uh, we finally got some republic faction wins in there a lot of the faction wins were uh, were rebels and i believe empire and separatists are tied right now at like 23 or 27%, and then the Republic is 9% wins. So just, uh, just some cool little tidbits. And this is something, um, if you guys haven't heard or know, we we're keeping stats on Stormtide. So so at the end of the missions, you'll be able to fill out a form and we're gonna collect all that data and show it to you, be transparent about that data, you'll get to see it, but then it's also going to affect the narrative. Even the free missions affect the narrative.
2: Yeah, I, and, and as we get go- deeper into this and um, understand a little bit more what data we're going to have. We can do new and cool things with it that allow us to change the narrative and stuff like that. So um, I think it's going to be, it's definitely been exciting for us to kind of go through the development process on this. Um, as, As someone speaking from like, you know, this is what we're doing a year from now, as opposed to you know tomorrow yeah um it, it's been really fun to work on so
0: yeah and one of the cool things um yeah i've i've loved every aspect of it like working with mike doing the you know working on the art doing the production stuff like i don't know i'm just kind of in my element right now so it's been it's been pretty pretty great so so if you get storm tide i shipped it and i put my hands on it <laughs> at some point in the process <laughs> So you know small business. That's, that's what we're doing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a sticker that says lovingly packed by Jay Shalansky? <laughs> no, you it's, put just, on every box? it's like we do stains. have a we do have a sticker
2: that goes on every box, yeah. but it definitely that's not what it says. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'll know by the my tears. <laughs> the tears in every bag.
2: I actually think so far, packing and everything, uh, and Jay, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not actually there, it's actually gone. Uh, much smoother than we'd yeah. expected it to. You know, we I think I think we definitely yeah. expected. Uh, first of all, Jay was not definitely not expecting the quantity of orders that we did get, yeah. uh, which I Thank told you. him, which Everyone. I told him was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and so did Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, but you know, I think I I definitely expected to hit some hurdles. We literally have all the the minis for box one yep. already done they're already good
0: to go. Yeah. And, you know, to that, like we really tried, you know, listen, every month it's going to change with like the shipping and pandemic and everything that's going on. And so things vary, but we're trying as hard as we can to build in like foolproof systems so that we can get our stuff in when we need it to get it in to get it out on time. And that's that's our whole goal, right, is get it out on time. Um, And so, you know, a lot of stuff, I think a lot of people would be happy that a large majority of it is is done domestically. So we get, you know, we're right here in the States getting stuff done, which is great. Um, And we don't have to rely on boats and stuff (laughs) to get to get things in, which which helps, you know, Um, so so that's that's where we're at. Pretty exciting. Yeah I'm, all, yeah. I'm all jazzed up.
1: Very exciting. I'm I'm curious to see how the uh, the team stats sort of shake out as people progress through the first box.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think we're seeing somewhat of where they're going to end up. But like today it freaked me out because I was like, oh, yeah, the hurricanes got this. And, I, I, you know, the last couple of weeks and then all of a sudden it was 50 50. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> what happened? Like, when did that happen? So it's pretty cool, though. Yeah,
2: I think it'll be interesting to see like, you know, what, you know, if her like Team Hurricane or Team Inferno picks more of a certain division or something like that, um, maybe upgrades their characters more, you know, more in like a special forces capacity, I, I definitely think those type of statistics um, we can then go ahead and, and maybe in the future use those sorts of things to kind of define that faction moving forward, right? Like if, if you're on Team Inferno, you know, 80% of people pick the armored division. So that we kind of build like yeah. special rules in that allow you to... Anyways, stuff like that is definitely oh, on the table. And by the way, not just that,
0: but a little bit more personal stuff too. We collect commander names too. So when you name your commander you can put the name in the system and there may be something something that happens that like right now in the free we got a leaderboard so your commander's name will be up on the leaderboard but then you know there could be some other story ties with with your commander wink wink nod nod
2: nudge 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 nudge
0: fill out the forms
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go um cool so i think that's what we got for stormtide that was i think a little bit more of an elaborate uh, discussion than we planned to have but that's okay uh kyle i think you had uh, a ton of stuff that you wanted to bring up today
1: yes so this this episode is going to be pretty much entirely about lone star open because that did happen ooh, this ooh. weekend it was a absolutely <laughs> wild tournament um Much of the coverage, we'll we'll get to all of the discussion about kind of the unit breakdown and how various units did and how various lists did. Um, I just want to say that it was a great event. It was extremely well run. Um, We mentioned, I think, last week that uh, they were going to have a little bit of an extra challenge with the tables because they had almost 60 players. And because of the format, which was, you know, everybody plays on one day and then everybody plays on the second day. Uh, after you do like a cut um you know they basically separated it into like a top eight cut and then a redemption bracket but still you have essentially almost 60 people playing two days in a row that's going to require twice as many terrain tables as a tournament that has like a two heat system would and uh, they really came through with the tables the tables at least that i played on were amazing uh, very nicely balanced plenty of terrain uh nice and thematic looking too so i guess they had some, some uh sourcing from the last minute where some um uh, like d- dallas local dallas fort worth folks really came through and uh yeah um so um uh, props to the the organizers uh, awesome awesome event it was really fun um the tables were great uh everything was really well run so yeah, the stream,
2: the stream table looked fantastic.
1: The, the, yeah, the stream table was great. Um, yes, also thank you to the streamers, uh, David from, from Yavin Base and, and Mike Cirillo uh, casted. And then I joined the. Kyle
2: them. piping his, his tooting his own horn a little yeah, yeah. bit there.
1: <laughs> uh, no, uh, th- I mean, those guys did two full days. I got to play uh, for a day and a half. And then uh, after I got bounced, I went on and did some color commentary. So I kind of got to just have my cake and eat it too. It was awesome um but uh yeah uh david and mike did a great job um streaming is just as if not more exhausting than playing mm. um because you've got to you've got to fill you know a lot of air. A- 18 a lot hours of air basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah and
0: then depending on the game and what's going on it's just like okay
1: right yeah, <laughs> yeah. like if it's a really exciting game that's one thing but you yeah know, they're not always guaranteed that so no. yeah very high quality stream excellent job everybody uh yeah i thought
0: david did a great job I i caught a couple games over the weekend and everything looked great he sounded great he did he did a
1: wonderful job yep and uh, uh yeah it was awesome awesome tournament so all right yeah so i uh the well we should talk real quick about what actually won the tournament and then i can yeah. talk about my own experience, why don't we why
0: right? don't we talk about our predictions from last week <laughs> what was your projection jay <laughs> i don't want to say i don't i want to boast here but i think i called this one boys <laughs>
1: <laughs> jay, uh, jay i i believe you said the double t47 would win is that accurate i
0: don't think so. I think I said a rebel list would win. I don't oh, know that's if I was very that
1: specific. Yeah,
0: okay.
2: yeah. Yeah. And, and then you're you... especially considering what the field ended up being. Yeah. Almost <laughs> half the field was
1: rebels. <laughs> well, who
0: knew?
2: Who? Come
1: on. Go back
0: one week. Did any of you expect
2: that? I was, mine was I a did. hot take.
1: I did. I expected a lot of buses, and that's what we got. So.
2: I mean, I expected a lot of buses. I did not expect half the field to be rebels.
1: It wasn't quite half. It was, so here we, uh, we can start. Well, we said we would would start with who won. So that would be Bruce Merker. uh, And he was running double T47s. It was a 11 activation version. Uh, He basically had uh, Cassian K2, three Naked Vets, uh, three MK2s, two T47s, and R2.
2: Yeah. Jay, it's basically the list you were playing, but drop the heavies on the, the vet squads.
1: And but, and, uh, and add and add, yeah. add Cassian so, yeah. instead of a generic officer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cassian K two. Basically, it's there's there's like a different version of this list that's twelve activations instead of eleven, and it has a generic officer instead of Cassian and K two, and then it has like one or two snipers, I think, to make up the difference in activations. Um, yeah, I mean
2: the the finals was a kind of uh, as as people living living in like Legion meta land. Um, was a weird game to watch. Uh,
1: it, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if "refreshing" is the right word. It was certainly different. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So Bruce Bruce Murker faced off against David Hoffman, who you'll never guess was playing uh, Vader, Triple D and IRG with shores and Mortars. <laughs> and, and and to be clear, the
2: shores also had no heavy. Weapons. They were they were like, also naked. Like,
1: there was literally.
2: What twelve core units across these two armies? None of them had heavy weapons in
1: them. Yeah, twelve core units, six emplacements, no heavy weapons.
2: Yeah, it it was it was just (sighs) bizarre is not the right word, but that's like the word that comes to my mind when it's just like, this is not what we expect.
1: You know, I don't know. gonna pad your activation count it's a it's a good way to do it it totally is it totally yeah. is
0: i mean I, that's what that's generally how in empire you have to do a double heavy list right is if you want the act if you want to get to 10x you have to go with a lot of core units without heavies that's that's just that's how you do it
1: yep so this double airspeeder list i think was a good meta call because there was a ton of armor at this event A ridiculous quantity of armor. There was... uh, (laughs) Let me just go over the heavy stats here real quick. Um, This data, courtesy of Rowdy Octopus from the Discord. Uh, There was 15 AA5s, uh, 9 T47s. So most of the heavies being represented by rebels. But then there was 7 AATs, 4 Sabres, only 2 LATs, 1 Gav. I'm sorry, there was 3 LATs, and then 1 Gav. So... I believe was, all the lats were Republic. No, there was there was two Empire lats and one oh, Republic one. Okay,
2: sorry, I I had heard that in like a stream channel. Mm. Clearly, it was wrong. Um,
1: yeah, so out of fifty five lists, there were thirty nine heavy vehicles.
0: Holy crap!
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely That's crazy. It, it's interesting. I think it it definitely. Um, well before we I guess talk about what it means let can we let's talk about some of the other <laughs> there there's a couple other key data points I hear that inform what this tournament looked like Go on rex was pretty much non-existent or i shouldn't say rex was non-existent i think the way that you guys put it on stream was rex star was non-existent there was a variety of rex lists that sounded to me like it was like rex and a lightsaber user or something to that effect
1: yeah Um, so there were eight people that actually brought rex but there was uh, by uh, my count there was only one of those eight lists um, brought by brad nerfley uh that uh, was what we would consider like a conventional rex star you know rex some quantity of phase twos and phase ones and arcs and maybe r2d2 and or a Clone commander um some variation of that is like the quote-unquote quintessential rex star of the eight rex lists there was only one of those there were actually a couple like seven activation republic lists there was several eight activation republic lists Hmm. um the Republic lists that people did bring were really weird. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I mean, listen, I,
0: I like this. Like I like that people are going out on a limb and, and are trying new things and are experimenting. I I think this is a great time for it when we don't have any OP structure in place. And there, there are these tournaments for us all to get together. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's, let's see, let's see what's really good. And what let's, let's really define, a meta. Like, I think that's a great, I think this is great. Uh,
2: Yeah. I, I also think that, so I I love that there's like ingenuity and stuff happening. I guess the reason I wanted to bring that up was um, overall, it seemed to me that most of the lists that you might see in a place like invader league, um, which is like generally like a pretty firm idea of what the overall, like kind of global meta might look like um if you were to like take everybody from everywhere and kind of like squash them together um this was a very interesting snapshot of like one tournament where nobody brought rec star basically other than brad um nobody brought 13 activation stabs like that didn't exist and i think i think a lot of these lists that um clearly were good choices based on the meta the meta for this tournament um may not have fared as well in an environment where like those lists were shown in volume.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, should we talk about the second place list in that context? Yeah, um, I,
2: I think so. Cause I mean, yeah, go, go for it.
1: Yeah. So uh, David Hoffman was running the aforementioned Vader triple do backlist and people were like, <laughs> this was being posted, you know, on the discord and stuff. And people were like, WTF, how is this, how is this doing? Well, And it's really, if you think about it, not that different. It's kind of like the Empire version of the old-school Commander Luke triple Tauntaun lists. Um, And it's really not functionally that different, right? Like, it gets really up in your opponent's face fast. It has a lot of close-range threats. And I think also there's been kind of like a long period of time where people haven't really had to deal with creature troopers um, in – Several of the games uh, that I observed, like people le- legitimately didn't know that creature troopers could do certain <laughs> things. Like, I mean, uh, David caught some people by surprise with this list, no question. But also, it's a good, it's a good counter meta choice for a a tournament where you're going to have not only a lot of rebel lists, but a lot of like aggressive rebel lists. Because the whole point of a lot of these Wookiee slash bus lists is that they want to get up in your face as quickly as possible um and when you're running an empire list with uh darth vader the dark lord of the sith with his laser stick three hungry lizards um imperial royal guard like getting up in the face of that list as quickly as possible maybe doesn't seem like the best plan of action (laughs) well and, and i also think so, yeah, you
2: basically play into this list's hands, right? right. Or, or you just don't do the thing that you wanted to do, right? right. It, it makes the thing that you're trying to do much worse. The other thing is that uh, traditionally uh, great melee pools, great large melee pools are really good against rebels and like droids and stuff. And yep. that they just chew through your army very quickly. Yes. Um, and I think I think it, in the finals, we, we saw that we're like, You know, clearly the Rebels won, but, like,
1: the Dubacks were just, like, chewing through core units. Yeah, literally chewing through core (laughs) units. Yeah. (laughs) And it was the same with uh, his, uh, David's Final Four match was not on stream, uh, or maybe it was the top eight match where he played against droids. Yes, it was the top eight match match where he played against droids. That was not streamed, but it was a similar situation where, like, once the Dubacks got into the B1s, they were just like... You know, just like eating a B one unit every turn per duback, back, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that doesn't go well for the B ones. No, no, and, and I mean the
2: B ones can hardly punch as it is getting right. getting, yeah. getting getting over the armor. In melee is like a whole nother challenge altogether. Once well, the dewbacks are in there, it's really hard to do anything.
0: And I yeah. would suspect because the dewbacks on their on their melee have what they have critical too, right? So I would suspect between that and then Vader with his impact, like any armor that was coming even close was getting chewed through at the same time, right? So,
2: oof. I mean, Vader, Vader basically single handedly. Like, I mean, in in the finals match, I think
1: potentially both t47s
2: could have died
1: um, and, and we, were, we were tracking vader i think did 11 damage by himself to the t47 with, just with <laughs> yeah. saber throw and, and it was just like
2: <laughs> yeah it was a
1: lot
0: <laughs> yeah oh god could you imagine we, just we, like that scene oh
1: yeah we were joking on stream that uh vader just had like a range two aura around himself that says just like take two damage mm-hmm. for you know the air speeders every turn um and there were actually a couple rolls even where he, he got like like double crit or something on three dice. Um, so yeah, That's it was... Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Vader was just slinging that saber up into the air and like every time just chunking two damage off one of those air speeders. He, he was
2: literally just playing frisbee. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like, um, yeah.
1: So Rebels did end up winning that final. It was a crazy back and forth final. Um, the T47s kind of hunted down like two backs relatively early. And then one of the T forty seven. I don't want to spoil the whole thing because you should go watch it. But at some point, one of the T forty sevens died, and it, it was actually looking pretty rough for Bruce. But he managed to kind of clean up all of the. He he almost like completely ignored Vader, and yeah, he, just he kind basically of, like, did. Yeah, um, was just trying to clean up all the shores and mortars to the to the point where at the end of the game, um, it was like just Vader and the RG, and uh, it was on KP. And um, David just simply could not score enough yeah. KPs uh, because he didn't have any core units left. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's also worth mentioning
2: that even if he did have enough core units, R two is threatening to make it. Yes, I mean, R2. I mean, yeah, R two is threatening to make that a, a game even if he had two KPs, which it was looking like at one point he would, um, but. R two ended up not mattering in in that extent, although it pulled the IRG off the uh off the points, so that could have been a, a thing.
1: Yeah, it was reasonably significant. Basically, the IRG spent the whole game just chasing R two around the table, um, <laughs> instead of you know whacking uh, rebel veterans. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. The other top eight, there was. Um, Two other rebel lists There was uh, uh, the guy that I played, Mike Jem, who was running, uh, I think, my favorite list in the tournament, which we will get to when I talk about my games. Um, and then uh, I'm forgetting. There was there was one more rebelist. Oh, uh, Izzy Isboticus uh, was running Jedi Luke, Bistan, Cassian, which is uh, almost, which is very similar to like the Ryan Slawaski Jedi Luke list that he runs mm. with Bistan and Jedi. And so. Um, yeah, four Rebels in the top eight. So half the top eight was Rebels. No, I'm sorry. It was...
2: Uh, I, th- I thought it was four, three, and one, I thought.
1: Yes. Uh, four Rebels, uh, three Droids, uh, one of which was me with my Malby 2s the other of which was Bobby Joe, uh, Blood Ocean, uh, who was running the, literally the same thing. <laughs> um, and then uh, a Cad Bane AAT triple-stap list. Um, which certainly gets some points for creativity so it
2: it was really funny we were joking on stream or uh, they were joking on stream i should say i was joking in chat uh, because the first the game that we saw on stream with that list cad bane literally did nothing like like literally did nothing he could have taken a 120 point bid and still won that game (laughs) it, it, it was just like oh yeah um yeah, I forget exactly what happened. Again, go watch these games, but it was um, it was kind of funny.
1: Yeah, and that was uh, Jimmy Russ was the uh, the Cad Bane player. So, um, yeah, and then uh, uh, Chris, maybe I maybe I messed that up. Yeah, Jimmy Russ was the Cad Bane player. Okay, um, so yeah, congrats to the the top eight uh, and. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about some buses? All right. Yeah, I do. I
2: do want to talk about some buses. <laughs> I I feel vindicated. All right. Go on. I, I want I want Kyle to open, but I, I I feel vindicated on my opinion from last week.
1: Your opinion that the T forty seven is the best heavy in the game? It's at least better than the bus. Well, it's better. It's certainly better against the bus. Um, I mean, T 47s are really good at killing other vehicles. Yep. So, in in a heavy on heavy matchup, the T 47s are going to be really good. Um, I mean, I think for like damage per point from a heavy perspective, it's hard to beat the T 47. They can be a little bit fragile, like if you can focus them, which is sometimes a thing that you can do. but, of course, if you have other things to distract from them, which is why I really liked Mike Jem's list, uh, then it makes it even harder to deal with a T47. Um, so I I think I kind of agree with you, I guess, is what I'm saying. But I definitely don't think that means... I mean, the bus is really I, good.
2: I don't think it's bad, just to yeah. be clear. Uh, it's, it's clearly a uh, nice tool to have in your arsenal. I think um, <laughs> it's... It's really easy to underestimate. I think the charge distance of Wookiees out of out of one of them. Um, yes. With that being said, I still think, um, you know, the fact that Call Me Captain was not like a thing that you had to do. It was basically non-existent. Made made that play a lot better. Um, this tournament, for sure.
1: Yeah. So I I personally faced as you mentioned already i've there, i faced the bus in every one of my matches i faced a total of 6 i did manage to kill all of them <laughs> which 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 tells me that like it's not
2: like, so like i'll get yeah, to the yeah.
1: issues i have with it go for it but it is worth putting into context here i've talked about my b 2 list on previous casts that, you know i posted an article about it we don't need to like extensively talk about it but it has eight points of impact in it and two of those points of impact belong to a lightsaber, which means they also have Pierce, um, and they also have potentially the silly quantity of crits in melee when you can throw that in full pool. So you definitely was-
0: need to like do a marking system of how many A fives like, just like <laughs> yeah. on yeah. Maul's
2: shoulder or something. Yeah. You know, just give so- him <laughs> give him a give him a bus tattoo. <laughs> and- yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, he was
1: he was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think I don't think I've like done more attacks with Maul. In any four game span of playing any lightsaber user than I did um, in this tournament. But, you know, so I I guess what I'm trying to say is my list is like specifically designed to counter aggressive armor units. Um, And I still struggled a little bit with these buses. So the first game was against John Bushfax Bushman. Uh, out of 55 players, it was around one team kill. Uh, Hashtag team kill. Yeah. Um, and, when, you, uh, when you
2: play enough, it happens. You know I
1: mean? It does. Um, and uh, yeah, he was running Jedi Luke with one AA5 and um, a bunch of uh, DLTs and some snipers. So we ended up playing Recover. Three of my four games were on Recover. <laughs> Come <laughs> and,
2: so before we get too much further i just this was another data point that we haven't talked about yet in the grand scope of the term sure, yeah can you talk about how many times you were blue and uh the average uh bids that were oh, sure. available here because i think that that's an important data point we've missed so far it
1: is um so i was blue uh three out of four times with a 15 point bid um and uh the average bid um, was nine. Um, if you look at like the top eight, the average bid was much higher. Um, I don't have that data in front of me, but off the top of my head, uh, they were they were all in the teens except for Izzy's list, which was eight. Um, I think it was like in increasing order. I think it was like 8, 15 and 15 for me in the other mall list. and then there were like a couple 17s and then a 19. And then, like, there was one that was like twenty something.
2: Yeah, I, Um, I I feel like somebody spewed off that the average bid in the top eight was like fifteen or sixteen.
1: I mean, it must have been higher because uh, I was this tied for the second lowest bid at fifteen. So maybe, maybe it was
2: closer to eighteen. I don't know, but like that seemed absurdly high to me.
1: Um, Yeah, and it's, I mean, four of those lists were rebel lists. These rebel lists with crazy bids. Yeah. Um, I
2: just, I'm, I'm, I'm over here like building a Republic list, I'm like, ooh, I can get a point here, I can get a point yeah. there. Ooh, <laughs> I've got a four-point bid, you know? And I'm like, I should just take 800 points. Um, anyways, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to, I detract from your Recover the Supply story too much, but I did want to make that point.
1: I do wish I had bid 20, which I will get to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so in this match, uh, uh, John managed to grab the box first with Jedi Luke because he he moved in there with the bus, unloaded Jedi Luke next to the, next to the, um, the box, and ran off with it on turn two. <laughs> um, I did manage to kill the bus on that same turn between a collection of HA shots and I think like a saber throw from Maul. But meanwhile, Luke Skywalker is running away with the, the box. Um, so I managed uh, on the subsequent turns, Maul basically managed to like chase Luke down and sort of yank him back to the point where I could shoot him with my B1s and my B2s. Um, and I did end up killing Luke, and then Maul stole that box and then brought it back. <laughs> um, there's going to be a trend here. Maul did that more than once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's how that game went. Uh, that was bus kill number one. That was that was not an aggressive bus list so much as just like a Luke taxi. With So,
2: so let's just... Um... It strikes me, this is not something I've tried out before, that you can probably move the bus once, get out of it, and claim the objective token in the same turn.
1: That's I think that's exactly what he did, okay. as I recall.
2: It's, it's kind of like um, a recon intel Mandalorian and in, in that
1: respect,
2: um, being able to base the box and claim it on turn one.
1: Yeah, and I think actually uh, him waiting until turn two, we talked about it over in the post game, was a little bit of a mistake. I think he had the range to do it on turn one, and I think he should have. Oh, um, so he, he didn't actually claim it
2: until bu- until the second turn. Until thing. the
1: second turn, correct. Gotcha, okay. Um, essentially, it gave me like an extra turn to pump impact shots into the bus, And that was the difference between me killing the bus and not killing the bus. And then those same units were free to shoot Luke once Maul kind of like yanked him back towards my lines. Gotcha. Um, I think if he had claimed it on the first turn via that process that you're describing, I don't think I would have been able to catch him. Sure. Sure.
2: It it seems, I mean, that, that seems like a very powerful thing to do.
1: Uh, It seems like you lose your bus
2: in the process probably,
1: but right. But then you have three victory points and who cares. Right. Um, yeah, the uh, so the disembark range from a bus, um, if it's it's important to note, if it's facing directly at its target, is roughly 19 inches uh, because it's the the bus move is um, the speed move tool is is three inches long, uh, speed one move um, the bus itself is like roughly the base is like nine inches or I'm sorry six inches so to total that's one move on the bus is a little bit over nine inches. Which is range one and a half for those using range rulers at home, and then uh, you can, if you only move once, uh, the unit inside can disembark, which is that's you know same three inches plus the trooper base, so that's four inches, uh, which is like two thirds of range one, and then move speed two, which is another six inches or range one, so it's it's over range three, is basically the threat range if the bus is facing its target. Now if it's sideways to its target which uh, this happened in my, in my game, um, It can rotate, you know, reposition in place and essentially add a good like three inches onto that distance because uh, you know there's like between the, the, the sure, long yeah, sure. width and the, the sideways width. Um, once you do that rotation, you're basically putting the base of the bus that much closer to its target. If, if it started like perpendicular to its target does that make sense
2: I, I i understand what you're saying yeah
1: yeah so it's potentially as much as like 22 inches which is one move plus the unit and disembarking and moving
2: <laughs> it's, it's it's not dissimilar from what a what a gav tank's disembark range would be if Correct. it turned and did the same thing yeah yes
1: yeah. exactly um it's far is the point um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was definitely possible for John to grab that box on the first turn. And I don't think there's much I could have done about it if he had tried that. Um so uh game two um was against uh Mike Henry. And uh <laughs> I actually um I went to lunch with him and uh this is Zero Moon from the Discord. Um I went to lunch with him and Bushman. Um and then uh After our game, Bushman and him ended up playing each other (laughs) in round three. Nice. So we called it the lunch curse because all three of us played each other. Um, But yeah, and uh, he was running double bus, so two AA fives with Wookiees in them. And then he also had Cassian and K2 and some other stuff to get up to 10 activations. Uh, We also played recover. Um, He basically infiltrated Cassian and K2 on the box. Um because of how the terrain worked out, I was actually able to like move a unit of B twos uh into range and plaster Cassian on the first turn, which ended up being huge. Um mostly because all of Cassian's command cards got dumpstered. Mm-hmm. So we only had one one pip and I had three, which was pretty important in <laughs> the late game. <laughs> um uh, because he actually, uh, if I had not killed Cassian, I would have been in real trouble. Because what he managed to do on the first turn was basically like make make a V with the buses around the um, box in the middle, such that I could not access it at all, <laughs> except with Maul, because Maul can jump over, the, obviously, the buses. Um, but not only did he block line of sight to the center, but he blocked the movement to the center. So I could like physically not interact with the center box, because he made a V with the buses, um, which I did not appreciate Uh, was a thing until this moment um i mean those things are enormous uh they are essentially like if you just took a brick and put it up like it's like movable terrain basically like brick sized movable terrain that you can just kind of put wherever you want on the table i Uh, actually think there's
2: a I don't know. Uh, like if you put like one of them next to like an AT- ATST, it feels like there's a scale issue a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Right? I
1: mean, I-, I did not appreciate how large they were. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they're just, they're freaking huge. Yeah. And they're also super fast because they have reposition. And then if you have the reckless driver, which you did, they can take three moves, each of which is a little over nine inches. So it's very easy for, the, for you to just pretty much put them literally wherever you want. Uh, and that's what he did
2: (laughs) that strikes me as something you'd see in a movie where like you know like the like somebody like just drives like a tractor trailer at the end of an alley and
1: you can't get out you know like
2: like that's that's what that feels like to me
1: yeah it's like in uh uh, I think that was in Dark Knight right or not Dark Knight it was the third movie what's the third movie called Dark Knight Uh, Rises yeah um, where they like robbed the stock exchange and they blocked uh the cops off from the stock exchange with a semi-tractor trailer.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, there you go. The the bank is, is the, the middle box and the, the tractor trailer is the AA5s, and the cops is me. Um <laughs> the bad guys are the Wookiees
2: getting out of the buses. Yes, so that also happened in addition to the in addition to the
1: buses walking off the middle. Uh Wookiees then got out of them and charged me. Um <laughs> uh maul was an absolute all-star in this game uh he was basically able to like leap over the buses um chase down k2 uh in the meantime um he force pushed one of the wookies out of melee so i could shoot it with b2s um i killed one wookie that way the other wookie ended up like going backwards to try and help k2 against maul um maul hunted down k2 killed k2 because i had three one pips luckily um grabbed the box and then ran away with it. <laughs> this whole time like kiting Wookiees that were chasing him um, and then in there the buses were running me over constantly um, I think so this is where I, I need to like rant about buses real quick
2: Okay, go for it I'm all I'm all in for a Kyle rant
1: so besides yeah. the blocking thing where they just prevent you from like interacting with the table um displacement just takes a really long time and when you have reckless driver buses you can displace like literally your opponent's entire army every turn uh sometimes each unit multiple times um and that's what mike was doing (laughs) so um i think uh one bus activation that i can think of took like actually took 10 minutes and i'm not exaggerating Uh, And it wasn't because he was, like, spending time to think or anything. It was just, like, he'd move it, I'd displace something. Uh, I'd displace something else, he'd move it again, I'd displace something else. He moved it three times, and we spent ten minutes displacing units. (laughs) Um, Which I don't think was fun for either of us. Uh, Yeah, there were so many judge calls this game, too, just because it created so many situations that, like, it wasn't even like we we couldn't agree on something. It was just uh, the bus did something, and we were both like, what happens now? <laughs> I don't know. Um, what happens when a displaced unit has nowhere legal that can be placed? I don't know. Um, so stuff like that. Um, they actually joked we were not being streamed, but the stream table joked about it because of how many times we, sh- we, we shouted over judge. Uh, they were like, oh, that must be Kyle's table. <laughs> <laughs> I actually pulled up a chair for Lupo um, and put it next to our table. And it was like, can you just like during this bus activation, can you just sit here, please? Uh, It was horrible. It was just an unpleasant experience. Um, So, yeah, I did end up killing both buses uh, because in the process of doing all that displacing, he exposed their rear arcs and, um, you know, B2HAs into a rear arc of a bus's impact four, which is a lot. (laughs) um so it's it's hard to say whether that's like at least against a list like mine that has a ton of impact it's hard to say whether that's like a a balance issue but it definitely felt terrible sure Mm. i don't know i can't say anything else about it except that like that's some of like the least fun legion that i've had besides tauntauns
2: i I don't want to rehash the conversation (laughs) we had last week but I feel like that's an issue with displacement. Not an issue with, like I understand that the buses exacerbate the issue, but I think the displacement rules
1: are just kind of clunky and terrible. <laughs> I agree. Um, I agree. It's it's hard to like to say what one could replace them with that would be functional. Sure. In a way that sure. like didn't prevent vehicles from just getting blocked by troop units all the time. Yeah um i don't know i don't know what the solution is but you're right it's displacement takes a long time and the reason that the buses sort of highlight that issue is because they can displace a lot of things a lot of times uh
2: they're they're like tauntauns on steroids a little bit you know and and it just seems to me like we kind of have this conversation every time a unit that displaces is actually good you know (laughs) like um to to some extent right like Tons were good i mean i got to imagine that the people that play against those dewbacks felt very similarly
1: yes i'm sure they did <laughs> right yeah.
2: um
1: yeah know. things things that cause displacement and or get right up in your grill are just uninteractive yeah
0: um
1: and they, they it takes a lot of time to resolve stuff um mm. so yeah i did end up winning that game because of them all being awesome um Lupo, who <laughs> was the judge but ended up watching a significant portion of that game, made a joke that uh, Maul would need an MRI after that uh, to check and see if he had a slip disc or something um, from carrying the game on his back. So, um, yeah, and then my third game was against Michael Fay, who was also running double bus uh, and Cassian. This was the fleet version. By the way, the reason that you run Cassian with the, the double buses is because of unorthodox tactician. And you can get him just like a completely unnecessary quantity of aims. Um, You you just
2: double crit every time. (laughs) Yeah,
1: literally double crit every time. Or triple crit if you're using the short range gun. Um, You know, because you've got K2 with teamwork too. So on average, the unorthodox tactician each gets you like two free aims at the start of a turn. So you give one to Cassian and one K2 per bus. So then that gets Cassian four aims before your turn even starts. (laughs) Um, And then... You know, K2 can calculate an aim on himself, which gives Cassian two more aims. And then, of course, Cassian has tactical, or he can just like take the aim action. Seems uh, like overkill. To give himself seven aims. Yeah, it is overkill. Um, (laughs) Like like (laughs) one
2: bus with tactician is probably enough.
1: Yes. And that's why I like the one bus. I think one is the the correct quantity for buses. Yes. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so this game was hostage exchange. So another middle center objective game. Uh, another game where uh, the, the uh, double bus player um, like did this with the, with the center objective, the objective being my hostage, which uh, could not move outside of the B. Um,
2: <laughs> That's
1: a, so, so, all right, hold up. How, how did
2: that even happen? Because you should have been able to activate that hostage before the second bus got in there, right?
1: Uh, it was in my bag. Because they were too far away to give an order to. So uh, he went with the buses first. Okay. Um, I also did not fully appreciate... I think I may have pulled like one core token before he activated his second bus. Sure. sure. Um, and I didn't fully appreciate that he was going to be able to... To pin you like that. To do that. Sure. Um, I actually... I was able to move them between the two bus activations. Um, but because of how big they are, one was enough to like... You know, he put it basically he he did it without cuz they can move so far. He did he went all the way around my unit so he didn't displace them and he basically just put them like right on the opposite side. So even by the time I had done like two speed moves around the bus, I was only really like halfway around it. <laughs> and then he just moved the other one up next to it. Um so they were pinned by the buses after the first turn. Um okay. So I had, to, I had to kill them, and Maul had to hunt down his hostage, which is what ended up happening, because I, I got more. Um, I was lucky in that I it was rapid reinforcement, so I was able to drop a B-2 unit kind of like off to the side where they could get rear arc shots onto those buses that were pinning my hostage. Um, the hostage itself was a B-2 HA unit, so instead of moving, because they couldn't go anywhere, I said, screw it, I'm going to take some rear arc shots into these buses, so that's what they did. So... Um, that game was a ton of rear arc shots by B2HAs into the buses, uh, and I ended up killing both the buses. Um, Maul ended up chasing down his hostage, killing it, <laughs> grabbing the hostage, and then running it back. <laughs> um, my hostage unit did end up dying, but it was kind of relevant because I had stolen his. So, um, but again, like if I didn't have Maul, I didn't have Impact Eight. Like what is it does a normal list to do in that situation where your hostage just gets trapped behind like a V shaped wall uh <laughs> on the on your opponent's side of the table um on the first turn? I, I don't know.
2: I mean I think there are a lot of lists that have solutions to that.
1: There are definitely some that don't. Yeah. And it, it just feels like like, all right, I guess um I guess my hostage is gonna die. Like that's just you know, it can't go anywhere. <laughs> um so yeah. That Those, feels
2: like that a thing that there's not really a ton you can do about. As far as like,
1: I'm not sure what we could fix
2: <laughs> to make that not a thing. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> you know, you know, like it's it's just
1: kind of a side effect of them the the, the A fives being so fast and being so big. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not like you know, it's not like making its upgrades more expensive is going to prevent you from being able to do that or something right, like that. Right, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing that would potentially change it would be like somehow if you could move through ground vehicles with trooper units, but even in that particular situation, you're only moving speed one. So that's not even like enough distance to get get you all the way across the base. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're so
2: big that, that that doesn't even seem like a reasonable. Right. Um, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that seems, that seems frustrating. yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, my my plan all along had been for all to hunt down as hostage, so I ended up sticking with that and, you know, being, my I'm being blocked off, and, you know, it, it is what it is. And in, in my
2: head, the only thing that's happening is, this is nothing a few shared aim tokens wouldn't <laughs> would, would, would deal with, but.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think I probably killed the buses about as fast or maybe even a little bit faster than like a, a rex star list would have. Yeah. Just because all those rear arc ha shots i took so many there was there was more than one occasion where i was just like roll six saves <laughs> on your bus um so did you did you did it were any of these guys running gonks uh yes um the that one the one where it was the fleet buses instead of the wiki buses he was running gonks um i ended up just plowing through the shields okay. basically um i got lucky in that uh I think the first bus I killed in literally like two shots. Um, uh, it might, I think it was three, actually, because he did burn. He did end up burning both shields, but it was over the course of one turn. Sure. Um, and then the second one, I think, took two turns to kill, but he rolled double blank on his gonk recharge. Um, so uh, yeah, there was one reckless driver roll that game where um, he ran over b B1 unit and rolled four out of seven blocks. <laughs> and just like just like crushed to P once, yeah, that's funny. Um,
2: yeah, I was, funny. I, I was curious on the on the Gong thing just because I've seen a lot of um, people talking about it in the Discord over the last it's, couple of days. It's really that, good that it, you know, um, yeah, that people thought it was too good. Um, it's it seems maybe a little bit better than it probably could or should be, but it
1: doesn't seem like it's overwhelmingly situations where it's really good is when you're trying to chip them yeah no. which is like how most lists kill armor um you know again my list specifically uh, has just so much like high volume impact that it can kind of plow through that if it, if you focus in one turn but i'm not sure that like a quote-unquote normal list would be able to do that against the gonk um, so anyway that put me at 3-0 And, uh, I did advance to top eight. Um, my first round was against Mike Jem, which you can catch on stream. I did end up losing this match. It was super close and back and forth. Uh, it was a crazy wild match. Um, he was running what I think is my favorite list in the tournament, which is a T 47, um, an AA five with all the things, the reckless driver, the tactician and the gonk droid. And, um, Uh, with two Wookiees, uh, Lando, and then uh, some naked Rebel Troopers. So, and R2, importantly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think I really, um, it really made me appreciate how, like, if you have other threats, how dangerous even a single T47 can be. Um, Basically, that game played out. It was, again, Recover. Um, he didn't even contest the middle box. I was able to grab it with Maul and kind of run back to my lines. Um, but because he had the boss and the Wookiees in the t 47, I kind of had to like clench up with all my dudes. Uh, and he was, there r two had like a free path to scoring basically. So his plan was to, um, essentially just concede the middle box, make it a three, three tie and then win on points. Yep. Um, which is what ultimately more or less ended up happening even after I had grabbed the middle box, I couldn't just like retreat to a corner because I was red player. Um, so if nobody kills anything in that situation, uh, Mike wins cause he's blue. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it was, it was, um, after Maul grabbed that middle box, he kind of rushed in there. He delivered the Wookiees, uh, the Wookiees like w- essentially a one shot at a B2 unit. Um, <laughs> which, <laughs> which a put me down on points, uh, but b like immediately reduced my ability to actually damage his vehicles yeah. or anything else. Um, also not that unreasonable for them to have done that with
2: offensive push tenacity and a an aim token from an unorthodox tactician.
1: Yeah. He actually, he did not have offensive push on the Wookiees. He just okay, had tenacity, okay. but sure. yeah, he had the tactician aims. So, um, they were already, like, slightly damaged. I think he might have killed, like, one B one model before that happened. Um, sure. But, yeah, it was it was a mostly full-to-dead <laughs> B2. <laughs> um, and then we it got really nuts with the melee there. Um, Maul, uh, who had a box this whole time, uh, killed some Wookiees. The Wookiees killed some more B2s. Um, the T47 swooped in and killed some B2s. Uh, he basically ignored my B1s, um, which was smart. Sometimes people think that killing B2s is like a waste of time, but it's totally not, and he uh, smartly focused them down. So um, that game ended up where uh, uh, he had like one Wookiee unit left alive near Maul at the end of the game, and uh, Maul was on two wounds left, and he was able to um, win priority and then pull that Wookie unit out of the stack on the first activation and then charge Maul and kill him. Um, so. Yeah, I do think that was that was
2: a pretty lucky pull, but I do think it was looking pretty bad, even if he didn't pull that at that point.
1: Um, uh, well, potentially, I was actually, um, I did the math afterwards. I was actually up on points at that point. Sure, sure. Um, so if uh, if Maul doesn't die there, and I was I was like one save short of not dying. Yeah. Um, Maul is essentially safe because he's in melee with those Wookiees. Um, those wookies are activated and they're in my lines. so then I just start taking all my other activations and giving a warm hug to those wookies so sure. they can't be targeted and that's it that's game basically because uh, you guys weren't going to get the sixth turn or whatever uh, yeah I think that was on turn five yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay so yeah I didn't actually have to kill that wookie unit um, uh, but yeah his t47 was at full health I did manage to kill the bus I killed the wookie unit um, i killed a random naked rebel trooper unit and by that point he had killed uh two b2s and a sniper strike team
2: that that rebel trooper unit was a hero unit though it just stood out in the middle of nowhere taking shots all game yeah and, like, i could not and would not die yeah yeah it, you would have thought it was like a clone unit sharing surges or something
1: yeah there were a lot of situations where like i needed my my B1s and my, I had a B2 unit over there too, like doing something else. <laughs> and uh, I think I had two B1s and a B2 unit over there, just like pumping shots into this rebel trooper unit into the open and they just would not die. And I'm like, I need these units shooting Wookiees <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or literally anything else. Um, they did eventually die, but it took me like three turns to kill them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I definitely made several mistakes. Um I had put my sniper on the one side that R2 was on in sort of a futile attempt to um, try and deal with him. And that sniper ended up basically being out of position and causing me to have to attack because it was, you know, at some point, like a T47 can kill whatever it wants to kill mm. for the most part. If, if like, if it's a T47 wants something to die, it can go find it. And that's more or less what happened. He killed that sniper strike team, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... I'm not sure that, I mean, like, it, it definitely didn't pan out, but
2: you definitely had an opportunity to kill R2 right there. Um, yeah,
1: and I, I actually made a mistake um, with that unit in, I think I had shot just, like, a random sniper on the first turn, which was kind of pointless. Uh, there was no reason to expose the unit, and I lost the second model, Yeah, um, which importantly put me outside of range 3 of my T-series because mm. I couldn't cohere it backwards. And there was actually a situation, I think it was um, maybe on the beginning of turn 3, Uh, that sniper had already done two wounds to r2 um and if i had been able to play like ambush and give that unit an order and then aim shoot r2 it would have killed r2
2: yeah i i I felt pretty good about its positioning outside of you know i was like man you know that that it was it was potentially game-changing it
1: was yeah Yeah. because if i kill r2 there that's it that's the game because i have three boxes already right it at least makes
2: makes his job much it's no longer sabotage the moisture evaporators it's you know yeah
1: it's chasing somebody's three boxes when you have two right which is
2: (laughs) very different it is
1: very different (laughs) um yeah so i i guess it's sort of a two-prong mistake the first was like basically like if i put them over there i needed to commit to the plan to kill r2 and i didn't do that in a way that was uh competent (laughs) 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 to put it mildly um so yeah um and then uh there were a couple times where i could have like essentially bubble wrapped my b2s and or maul with another unit like a b1 um from the wookies and uh i i didn't um clearly hindsight is 2020 um but i could have been like throwing b1s in front of those rick blades instead of them cutting up b2s Mm. um and that would have been a huge difference on points because B ones are like half the cost of B twos, so, and then the okay. B twos would have been able to shoot.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that's the big thing. Like yeah. you probably would have ended up losing the same amount of points either way to the Wookiees, ish, maybe.
1: But I would have killed the Wookiees faster, and they probably <laughs> wouldn't have been able to kill them all on that last turn.
2: Totally, I think I think that's the the deciding yeah, thing about right. that.
1: Um, so yeah, um, great game played by Mike. He did a, he did a really good job. Uh, my plan initially was to. Um, like take that middle box and then kind of just rotate around and pivot to goalkeep against r two. Um, but he threw those Wookiees right in my face immediately after I grabbed that box so that I basically like I couldn't leave. <laughs> I couldn't go anywhere. because um, he was chasing me down with Wookiees. So um, yeah. Mike's a Mike's a, a good player. He um he's I guess he's like a multi time destiny world champ, so he definitely knows what he's doing with games. He's kind of new to Legion, but um, I think we'll be seeing a lot of him. So cool. Congrats to Mike he uh, he did end up losing the following round to that do-back list. <laughs> and he's got his own content creation um, and he, I think he said he was going to write uh, an article or do a video about that match so I'm sure that um, if you're curious to know how that match went you can check out that whenever that gets comes out so nice yep anyway that was a long a recap yeah. of all my matches what so. a weekend huh yeah and I got the cast after that so that was yeah. fun
0: did it
2: yeah what? i mean I, I, I a lot think of buses it, a lot of a lot buses, of buses. Yeah. um i think i think it's too early to say if this is like the new meta i in yeah. fact and i and i'm willing to say that i'm pretty confident it's not i i definitely think we'll we'll be seeing buses i think buses will be a part of the meta yeah. i don't expect to see 15 to 20 I- tournaments moving forward and
0: i think part of the reason why i was guessing rebels last time was because uh, just like thinking about people being able to put together how long it was going to take for them to put together the tanks right this seemed like a reasonable show where hey everybody's or everybody's a5s not tanks everybody's a5s could be together and and they could finally bring them (laughs) you know, to an event, um, because those are no easy feat to put any of those together. um, And so, so it makes sense. And I think, and I think they've been getting a lot more attention by cre- content creators like us, right? And we've been talking; a lot of people have been talking about yep. them a lot more. And same with the Double T forty seven list after uh, you know coming out of Team League and some other online stuff. We saw a lot of those have a lot of success, and so yeah, none of that surprises me to see that people are are seeing the same thing as we're seeing, right? We I, on, I will say, I'm to gonna I'm thoughts. gonna
2: buy a bus now. I think,
1: um, just because it looks like fun. Yeah. um it looks like a lot of fun um it's fun to drive it's not so fun to be driven on but yeah like. <laughs> i mean you know i just um yeah it looks like fun <laughs> is what i'll say um yeah and uh i i loved all the ridiculous like people were definitely leading into the memes with the bus on the paint jobs it was, it was great um
0: was there a did i see an order 66 one that was like
1: it was was the whataburger Whataburger, breasts right whataburger 66 yeah i played against that one yeah (laughs) that's that's the one that reckless drivered me for four out of seven Uh, (laughs) bright orange
2: come get your hamburgers (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly perfect
1: uh yeah uh i loved all the meme paint jobs they actually did a a, they called it a car show but they basically took a picture of all the armor at the tournament (laughs) uh, put it all on one table and took a picture of it i do think um I heard that the like Texas meta, like the local Texas area meta in general is, has been historically very armor heavy. Um, so I think they it's kind disappoint. of like... They did not. <laughs> so I think it's kind of accumulation of, of things, the things yeah. that you described, plus just sort of a general predisposition to feel that sort of thing.
2: I, I do think it is probably time in this game's story that you know you're putting a weapon that has at least one weapon that has impact in your list yes. um you know Absolutely. i, I j- just as a little bit of a hedge um you know i think rebels can do it pretty easy with like Bistan pathfinders there's, yeah. there's a lot of impact running around and rebel stuff a lot of critical too frankly yeah, yeah. um but i think you know factions like uh, like imperials and droids, I think, have to be a little bit more deliberate about it.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah I was, was, I was for sure looking at some empire lists with like snow ions. <laughs> it's
0: like, maybe this, this seems like a lot better choice than a flame, flame trooper right now for the same amount of points.
2: Yeah. I think, I think the empire's impact options are not super great outside of like, like Darth Vader's a great impact option, frankly. Yeah, you know, right. Um, but, they don't have a lot of good core impact options that aren't critical focused so right
1: yeah dlt is um, sort of used to be like the the thing that was always cited as to why armor wasn't a thing because everyone was running dlts anyway and it's incidental impact but they're so bad now compared to the other heavies yeah. that like <laughs> yeah it's kind of a joke
2: at this point and it's even
1: it's only impact one so at the end of the day even for its you know, if it's quote unquote purpose is to be like a soft armor hedge, it's not even really that good at that. So no. no. Um, yeah. You definitely need to be intentionally bringing impact. This is, you know, the old, the old adage with armors that you can potentially just kind of ignore it and play the objective and or go after the trooper units. That's definitely not a thing right now. <laughs> um, armor is making it clear, especially these rebel heavies that they, they cannot be ignored you need yeah. you need a plan who
2: who would have thunk it it's the rebel heavies coming in yeah. <laughs> coming in fast <laughs> Seriously. i will i will say thematically and i, I all i could think about after watching like basically three bus lists back to back to back on day 1 on the stream and i was like oh, the, they're just me just all buses at this tournament which is what happened um was that it actually it f- for the i think the first time ever i've really fundamentally felt like the rebels had a had had like hit the hit and run theme and it felt hit and runny um yes and it, and it felt super on theme and i loved it uh, from from that point of view it, it, you know like you know drive. you know the whole like back alley shoving a bus up there people getting out popping people like that's like that's what rebels are supposed to do um and i really enjoyed that that was how it was playing out on the table
1: yeah it might be a little too good we'll see (laughs) yeah and the fact that wookiees and or t47s are good i think that's great because those are both such iconic star wars units uh it's it's great when those iconic units are actually also competitive so agreed You, you guys got any other lso thoughts um i i don't
2: i have a lot of thoughts i'm not sure they're like cast worthy you know i i am <laughs> after I'm, dark this I'm, week i'm on patreon i'm disappointed in republic players a <laughs> i'm
0: not i get it i get I, it
2: i don't think it's i don't it's know it's
0: not all about winning mike sometimes it's about going and having fun buddy Sure. if anything this this show shows us or this this uh event shows us that right um
2: i i just i'm i feel like the the republic faction definitely underperformed at this tournament it's not indicative of you know like if, if you were to compare this to like a snapshot of like what the the overall Legion game looks like I think that this is not not a fair representation, which is fine. Not every tournament has to be. I don't know. Um, the
0: last two tournaments, Republic wasn't in the top two. Real weird.
1: Yes, but they were like five of the top eight. For City. <laughs> but they
0: weren't in the top. Two. Hey, listen, yeah, yeah. he's history, just he's just trying history, to rile my jimmies yeah, at the history moment. History yeah, the winners, Kyle. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah um, I know. But but you know, not having a Republic <laughs> list in the top eight. Um, just feels a little wrong at the moment to me. I think uh, it's fine. It it is fine. I'm just saying I don't think it's indicative. Um, yeah. Push that button. Push yeah, that yeah, button. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry,
0: folks. I'll get them all riled up for after dark. We'll 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 talk about it. And yeah, we join we us probably, on Patreon.
2: We probably have q and A Q&A coming up here at some point too. So. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing for that sure. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think the big takeaways for me are, I think the biggest takeaway is that the, the community has decided that they do not like the current meta, <laughs> I, think, I think. I think that that's the biggest takeaway. I might like the current meta, other people do not. Um, and that's okay. I don't think there is a meta currently. I
0: think we're still working it out.
2: I said this. I said this uh, in the stream chat too. I, I do think that it's it's it is a little bit tough to have a consistent meta with new unit releases every month or whatever. Not that we've yeah. had new unit releases every month, but but things like the AA five and the Lat, if it was good, um, definitely <laughs> could could change things up, you know. And I definitely think the AA five has shown that it it at least has the 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 gusto to um, be a part of the meta for sure. I'm not sure how much it changes it because i think both the top tier separatist and republic lists actually deal with it very well
1: yeah and maybe you know we got an invader coming up here at some point uh maybe we'll see that shake out a little more because invaders m- much more of like a um you know long form uh, i only get one shot at this i'm gonna make sure i bring something that works kind of tournament. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think you saw this too with the Tauntaun meta a little bit, where Tontons won like several events in a row, and then uh, with basically no changes to them, people just like stopped playing them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it's because people were like, "All right, well, we know this is good. Um, I want to try something else." Uh, yeah. So I think we're, I think we're in that point a little bit with you know, Rex Stars won the last two Invader leagues. Um, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I, I think it, you're absolutely right, Colin. I think with nothing truly on the line besides just a nice, fun weekend um, at these events, it's like, you know what? Yeah, I, I know, recstar good. I know it, right? So if I have an opportunity to just play something else and try something new in a competitive environment, I would do it. You know? Yeah, it makes it makes sense. I think.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I definitely I. And the what if in me is like, what if this was these were actually yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, grand tournaments and stuff. What what would what would people have actually brought? You know it would it, just be all Rexter. I don't think that's true.
0: Come on, I was trying to help
2: you, Mike. You know what? There's no pleasing Mike. I that's no, it. I've there
0: had isn't. it. There let's isn't. let's just end it now. I can't I can't um, make him happy.
2: You know, I think I think people would still do what they did at uh LSO. Um, I think we just see we would see more medalists, and to to me, it's it's really difficult to gauge how good the lists that performed at this tournament are in the absence of lists that normally yeah, are on sure. top, right? Like it, it's for sure, it, it's like competing in a different, not in a different bracket, but we're in a world where those things don't exist. Um, so so it's it's tough to gauge the meaning behind these results i guess is what i'm fundamentally saying
0: yeah i I would say i would say the rest of this year uh, you know until there's an op structure i it'll be fun to see what happens but i don't know how serious we can take anything
1: all serious all the time (laughs) well it's also an interesting you know we talk about like predicting a meta all the time and how important that is when you're going to a tournament a component of that is sort of having your finger on the pulse of just what people are practicing and what people are interested in. Totally. You know, it's beyond just like, what is the, the, the quote unquote best or good list right now? Yep. Um, it's also like, what do people play locally? Um, what are the players that are actually coming to this event and normally play? Um, what are people generally in the competitive community practicing and experimenting with right now? Stuff like that is all very important. Yep. And I think those, uh, you know, like, um you know the triple do back list and like the double t47 list i think they made sort of a correct assessment that this was going to be a tournament that had a lot of aggressive rebel units in it aggressive rebel heavies uh and they made good counter meta picks for those so
2: totally agree i definitely have not had my uh finger on the pulse of that sort of thing um as much as i normally do just because we've been working on other stuff (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah for reals <laughs> it's just 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 stone tad yeah um yeah i guess
1: kyle what is your biggest takeaway from this weekend tournaments are fun and i wish i could go to all of them what is, <laughs> that's not
2: what is your what is your biggest hot take from this weekend
1: related to the actual game of legion um uh I don't know if it's a hot take, but uh, my favorite list is uh, for, I think, the first time since I can remember with this game, the one that I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sort of notorious for waffling. I, uh, I brought the same list, two tournaments in a row, not just because I'm lazy, um, which is a non-zero quantity of the decision-making process, but because I like the list and I'm comfortable with it. And after this tournament, I kind of validated um, that it's still a good list and it's a good fit for what's going on right now in the meta. So, sure. um, I don't know if that's a hot take, but it's certainly as far as like my own sort of journey, if you will, is concerned. uh, It's probably my primary conclusion is that, um, like, uh, you know, I played a tournament in which I um, ultimately lost and I. I don't regret bringing you know it's it's because my my opponent played well and I made some mistakes it's not because I'm like well I should have brought a different list or my list was bad or something um although I do wish I had more bid (laughs) do do
2: you feel like you're more comfortable with this list than you were with wonder twins
1: uh that's a hard question to answer just because I played wonder twins probably in excess of like 30 times yeah Um,
2: that's why I'm asking the question
1: Um, I think the short answer is no simply because like I I still had more reps with wonder twins and it was a much simpler list to run.
2: The game Um, was also much simpler.
1: The game itself was much simpler at the time. Yeah. So I think the short answer is no, but I think this is probably second on the list.
2: Sure. I dig that.
1: But I might be trying out Mike Jem's list because that looked a fun.
2: Yeah, I almost uh, uh, bought a third air speeder this weekend. Um. <laughs> a third air speeder? Yeah, you can use up to four heavies in Stormtide, dude. <laughs> hey, I've got I've got one
1: I've got one right here in a box that I haven't opened yet. If, yeah, well, if you are interested. No, let me know. Okay, I
2: actually was surprised. I don't like the, it was only like twenty five dollars on miniature market. I thought.
1: Maybe maybe that's how much they cost, but it seemed cheap to me. Yeah, that's the I got mine for like twenty two from my local game store. Um, So, yeah, I was like, hey, if I get the second run double T forty seven, that looks like a silly price. I might as well do it. So, yeah, um, yeah. So
2: I have two already, so I really don't need (laughs) a (laughs) third.
1: What do we really need anyway? (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) I just wanted to run like a rogue squadron list. There you go. There you go. Four four T47s. That'd be oh man, that'd be a freaking nightmare. Um, It would be. But somebody's gonna do it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, cool.
0: Nice. We did it, boys.
1: We did it. We did it. We did it. All right, gentlemen. Any final thoughts? You know, every time you
2: ask that, you're potentially prolonging the cast.
1: I'm not intentionally prolonging the cast. I
2: just, <laughs> I just want to make sure you get your. Say. That's exactly
0: what it sounds like you do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I, I have no more thoughts. Uh,
0: it sounds like a good. It sounds like a good event. We, I'm gonna have my first event uh, here, August twenty first, local. So I'm really excited about that. We'll see. We'll see what goes on there, and
1: yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, go. B. Let's go. There you go. All right. Well, good luck to everybody out there in Legion Land. If you are playing in an upcoming event, hopefully there's more of those starting up. Uh, and a real notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. Stay fresh, Cheese